Welcome to this latest edition of The Real Deal Podcast, episode 786. I'm your host, Surreal Gerald Quinn. On this Tuesday, October 5th, 2021, as always, during this NFL season, I am joined by one Robert Sapp. Mr. Sapp, how are you doing this evening? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good to be here talking with you. We are a quarter, well, no, we're not. I keep forgetting about 17 games. We're almost <laughs> we're almost a quarter of the way through the NFL season, but normally even even in a 17 game season, the normally the, the fourth game is always a you know a checkpoint in terms of where teams are at right now. You can get a pretty a pretty decent gauge in terms of where your team is at and where teams what direction teams are headed in. Uh, this week was a a bit quirky, to say the least. Uh, a couple of few strange results uh, that took place. A uh, number of teams that um, we didn't think would win did won some games. Uh, only the Jacksonville Jaguars find themselves with no wins, and uh, they have more problems than that. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. We'll talk about that later on the podcast, but. You also had a uh, situation where, you know, we might as well just get right to it because there was a reunion in Foxborough Stadium, a Gillette Stadium in Foxborough uh, with Mr. Brady and uh, and Mr. Belichick um, as the Patriots and Buccaneers met. And I think that, and, and you were certainly concurred this, I don't, I definitely don't think the game went as we thought it might go. Um, what were your thoughts as the the Buccaneers just got by, and I mean just got by New England Patriots nineteen seventeen? Of course, Nick Folk misses a fifty six yard field goal that hit the crossbars, almost you know almost went in. Uh, what were your thoughts, opening thoughts on, on that game, which ended up, which by the way, the game probably outdid the, uh, you know. The follow-up stuff, and even definitely the, the, the Belichick press conference, which I, I will talk about, which was, which was classic Belichick. I, I don't know what else could you expect. But what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the big thought that I had was, um, you know, Tom Brady's human after all. I, I didn't think he would be impacted by the emotion of the moment, but it was clear that, that he was. In um in some ways, and so that was my initial impression. And then, ah, uh, oh man, I have selfish impressions. Uh, I'll say the selfish impression was by halftime, as the game was progressing, progressing. Um, uh, me and my me and my brother do do a halftime call, but we only do it at the Super Bowl. So when I was talking to him before, I was like, "We're we gonna do a halftime call." I was like, yeah, I was like, okay. So by I say I have to say by the time I got to halftime, I was like, this is a this is a really well-played game between two decent teams right now, particularly with the Bucks secondary in the state that it was. Um, and the other thing was uh before the season, I had the Bucks as a definitive loss for the Bills. I moved them out of that category. And then um the other thing was, eh, Whatever with the Bucks, we'll take care of the Patriots ourselves. We'll beat this team down. Um, 
So those are all my selfish thoughts around it. When I got to the end of the game, I was like, this actually was what should have happened in a game like this in terms of Belichick through everything at Brady and not defensive wise. I mean, not um, like blitzing wise and like trying to attack him wise, but just intellectually. And I saw it so many times when he did it against Peyton Manning, where Peyton Manning would just get in his head, particularly during the Denver days. I'd be like, Peyton, they're just better than they're better than those guys. Just let your guys beat them physically. But Belichick gets into those intellectual quarterbacks' heads, and he definitely was in Brady's head for man. I would say two and a half quarters at least. Um, and so. So that whole thing is going on, and then Brady figuring it out slowly over time, doing just enough to get his team by. That's actually how that game should have played out, and it played out the way it was meant to play out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, listen, you got to give Belichick credit. The game plan was, you know, uh, on both sides of the ball, I thought was, you know, nearly yeah. was perfect. Because not only did you throw everything at Brady, you, you know, in terms of his own quarterback with Mac Jones, we, you know, we are going to keep it, you know, keep it safe with some of, with these throws. Uh, they did a number of these crossers. Um, and I thought, by the way, I thought the big winner in this game was was Mac Jones because Todd Bowles threw everything at him. They were coming for his head. He took, yeah. a, lot, he took a lot of shots. Uh, the offensive neither offensive line played well. The only thing I'll say for the is it's very hard to make mid-game adjustments when your starting backfill is out and the most experienced one you have out there, Richard Sherman's been there for like three days. Right. Yeah, and then Sherman got Sherman got abused. Um without I mean he, he didn't know the playbook. No, he didn't. <laughs> but Sherman's old, even besides not knowing the playbook, he's he's at the end of the rope. Like that's let's be honest about that. He, oh yeah, sure. This was, uh, you know, that, that was a that just shows you the state it's of a, it's the desperation sign. Yeah, that's right. No, well, question. They they went after Richard Sherman and rightfully so. Like when uh, Seattle did Marshawn Lynch last year or the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Well, yeah, he, it was the entire backfield went down. Yes. It, yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I thought I was happy that we were wrong in a sense. Yeah, it's a good you game. What? It was a very it was a very competitive yeah. game. Yeah. Both quarterbacks take their teams down the field. That's why I was impressed by Mac Jones. Mac Jones did it twice, in essence. Yep. Took yep. him down the field, got the got what he what we thought could possibly be the game winning field goal. Brady comes down, does what Brady does. Then you see Mac Jones get the ball again and put it, put him in a position where they attempted the game the game winning field goal that just missed. So I was thoroughly impressed with Mac Jones's performance. And you know, we, when we look at these rookie quarterbacks who have been terrible this year. Um, to say the least, he, you know, he has been the most study out of, out of all the rookie quarterbacks uh, to date. Now, up to I, I now that's not hard saying, to be. It's not hard to be. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I think what you're saying is coaching matters. Yes. Coaching still, coaching still matters. Coaching yeah. still matters. Uh, and Belichick is still. You need to coach these rookies, not just put them out there to get no, slotted. No, no, no. Not just have a actual game plan, have a. Yeah. Uh, just have something that you know, put play, put pieces around them that can help make them successful. Like bring in two tight ends. That's all. That, it helps. It helps. 
Yep. Talent in a game plan really does help. <laughs> you know, I, I thought that, listen, the Patriots had um, just made one too many mistakes with the two turnovers, uh, yeah. those, especially that last one when they were actually in the second half where they were driving in for a potential score, which would have been at yeah. worst probably, probably a field goal the way it was going. But the way that game was going, all the points mattered. At that, the way that, the way this game go, was going, so I think if you're Bill Belichick, you drew it up exactly the way you wanted. It. You wanted to keep the you you knew if you could keep. I mean, you the only chance you had was to keep the uh, the Buccaneers oh. basically under 22 yeah. points. That yeah. was it, and you know it still wasn't good enough, which just shows you how you know the state of their offense right now. They just cannot get anything down the field. They are no threat down the field. And in 2021, you cannot move, you just can't play football where you can't go down the field. That's just, it's just like, it's, it'd be like not shooting threes in the NBA. It's just not, it's not, it's not going to, you're not, you're not going to score. You're not, it's just, it's just, you have no chance at you winning. Can't win no, that. You can't, no, you can't. The thinking dunks and those little, those can only go so far. You knew they weren't going to be able to run on Tampa Bay, on uh, New England, on Tampa Bay, because nobody does. And even it got to it's got to a point where teams don't even try to run on Tampa Bay anymore because it's like, what's the point? And being this and, and their secondary is is decimated. So, listen, I, I I again I think the winner the winner of this game to me was Mac Jones. Um, I liked his performance. He got again he got knocked around. He was poised. And the thing you know I liked about him, Rob, it wasn't. It was. Yeah, he made some throws here, threw some throws there. That was fine. That those throws, we his, the throws are fine. We know he has. A, he, he we know he has a strong arm, but he was making pre-read snaps at the line of scrimmage that you don't see too many rookie quarterbacks making. I was very impressed with that. He, it was a couple couple plays where he you know was calling out the you know calling out the audibles and things of that nature. Uh, so I was in that. I was really impressed with, with with his just you know his with his approach, and you know we talked about all the hype with Belichick and Brady. Uh, this is a rookie quarterback who is being thrust into this as well at home, national TV, and I thought he acquitted himself very well. Yeah, I thought there was very high potential meltdown, and there was yes, none. that's the thing. Yeah, we we both thought we could see a four interception, three two fumble type game. Yes, absolutely. No question Especially about it. Especially when it was raining at first. I was no. like, oh. Yeah. No. He, I no. Mean, he played not well. No. He did. He, he played well. I mean, then, again, they, they, the defensive line came after him. Bowles was coming after him with the defensive line. I mean, they, they, he got hit a lot. <laughs> the offensive line could not block. They couldn't block him. Well, neither, neither offensive line could block each other. Like, they, Brady got hit, too. So, both defensive lines played well. Um, for the play well for the most part. Um, so again, I you we you love defense, so I, I this this game had to be right up your alley, uh, from that standpoint and strategies and you know adjustments things of that nature. Yeah, um, that you said those last two. It's like it's not only just defense, but it was watching the strategy and watching the adjustment to the adjustment to the adjustment. It was a very intellectually defensive game plan and. Uh, going back and forth with each other, um, offensively and defensively. Well played game. Well played game. Yeah, no, well played game. Um, and you know, listen, uh, the Patriots just you know, <laughs> the Patriot fan. You know, this is going to be 
It's gonna be a long process. This is gonna be what a lot of a lot of your games are gonna look like. This defense plays relatively well, and your offense just you know just not good enough right now. Is that is all is to it? You might win. Yeah. You're, gonna win a, you're gonna win a couple of these games, but for the most part, you are a your offense. Your offense is a liability, and you know you can't you know you can't the the room for error is razor thin. Like you can't lose a turnover battle. If you're a Patriots right now, just it just can't like let alone. I mean, the amazing thing is again, and this this is how well Belichick coached as far as defensively, and you want to give his son credit, whatever, whatever. They everybody everybody's talking about Steve Belichick now. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. It's, it's Bill Belichick's defense still. I don't I don't I know he's gotten older, and Steve you know Steve Belichick is, is like the de facto defensive coordinator, but that that that's Bill Belichick's um, All right. defense. Let's let's let's. Like, come on, let's be. No, what I don't see in the offseason, teams knocking on the door to, to hire Steve Belichick. Let me put it to you that way. I'll, I'll, I'll go out and live. I'll just say that. Um, but um, yeah, a lot of games are going to look like this. Um, they have they 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 have seven and ten, six and eleven written all over them. That they, that that's to me what the Patriots will be uh this year. Uh they'll be competitive um for the most part, but no, it's it's you know, they again offensively they are they they're so challenged offensively and again the room for error is is very small. Um from a strategic standpoint, in game situation, so um they're down they're down by two, of course the field goal will win it, uh give them the lead. Would you have on that so third and three, they have a timeout left. They decide to throw the ball. The ball, you know, get pass gets knocked down. Then they decide at fourth and three to kick the field goal versus going for it, which I had no problem with, by the way. I would rather, I trust Nick Folk to make a fifty six yard field goal rather than my offense to pick up three yards against Tampa Bay, to be honest. So I had no problem with them actually kick attempting the field goal. What What's somewhat in question? What's somewhat in question is throwing the ball on third and three instead of running the ball. Maybe you get two yards closer. What were your thoughts on the play call, especially with a okay, I was just going to say this is a perfect time for us to completely one hundred percent disagree. I could not disagree with you more. As a matter of fact, even I'm though, asking you. I, I'm not, not saying I. No, I'm, I'm just going to disagree. You just got to hear the dis- disagreement. Um, I said to you before. The game, how much I was hoping for, just like an absolute beatdown. And so with everything that you said, and we were talking about with Belichick, how excellently game it was coach, we get to this moment, and I'm kind of grumbling to myself. I'm like, uh, you know, it's just going to be a lot of platitude, yada, yada, yada. And then he does that decision. I'm like, oh, I got exactly what I wanted. Him being second guess is exactly what I wanted. It didn't even occur to me, Surreal, that they would line up for a field goal. It was such a no-brainer. You go for that. You get that three yards. That was a driving brain. So you, no, that, yep, nope. So you, you wouldn't, you would not kick the field goal. Oh, not even, it didn't even occur to me. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So we do disagree. You're right. We do disagree. Completely one, we could not be on a more opposing size on this one. Um, Just like you said. They were executing their game plan well, which New England's foundational part of that game plan is the fourth and four, the fourth and three. That is a pickup in that situation. 
that was a driving rain that was coming down at that moment. And Nick right. thought, he's fine, yeah. but uh, he's, he's not, not Justin Tucker. Tucker. No, he's not Justin he's not Tucker. Tucker. No, right. uh, that was a driving rain that was coming down. I do not care what the percentage is. And I heard it was like 53, 51. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, whatever the point, blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. Everything like that in favor of the field goal, I don't care. Right. Not in that weather, not in that condition, not against that opponent, not against number 12. Right. Fourth and three, you go for it. Everybody said, what do you have to lose at all? You have all the things to gain and nothing to lose. Yeah, but so to that, that point, now, yeah, now to that point, to that point that so to your point, again, I disagree with you. I would have kicked. I, I would have kicked the field goal. To that point, wouldn't it have made more sense? Um, wouldn't it have made more sense for them to run the ball on third and three? Now, do you, do you that disagree with that play call? I hadn't even thought about that. I was so concentrated on the fourth and three. Right. I. Yes, it would have made a ton of sense with them planning on going forward on fourth down as well. Again, right. back to that mentality of what do you have to lose? What are you trying to prove here? Right. Are we okay with um, moral victories? That's not the Belichick I know. No. That's not the Patriots I know. And that's why I said the Bills will handle them. Don't worry about it. We'll handle them. So, yeah, it was. I'm it surprised was, Belichick it didn't go for Belichick going for the moral victory that made it so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, no, he did go for the moral victory. I'm surprised that he did not, considering how aggressive that Belichick has been over the course of his career, even going back, always, uh, even going back when he was assistant with the Giants, how aggressive he got. He got it from Parcells. That's where he got it from. Yeah, how aggressive that, that that's in his DNA. Um. I was a little surprised uh, that he did not go for it, or even on fourth, even after gaining no yards on third down with a batted down ball, with the ball being batted down. I was a little surprised that he didn't go for it. I, I, like first guess, I would have thought that he was going to go for it. Well, even even then, not even Collinsworth and Michaels was like, yeah, you got to go for it on fourth one, so fourth and fourth down, regardless of what happens on this play. So I think a lot, I think most people were anticipating that he was going to go for it on uh, on fourth down. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I understand. I mean, I, again, I, I, I completely understand your point of not wanting to kick, not kicking the field goal, and rather taking your chances on, um, on, uh, on going for it. Uh, I again, I my bigger problem with my biggest my bigger problem was with the play call actually on third and three. Like, I don't think you could just settle for a fifty-six yard field goal, and that seemed that's what it seemed like they did with that play yeah. call on third and three, in my opinion. Yeah. That is where um, we are absolute agreement. So can't on fifty-six So go no, ahead. No, that's a long. No, that's that's still a long way to kick a football. Like I don't care who it is, especially like you said, drive the rain. The yeah, it's still a long way uh, to kick a football. And and again, you don't have like you said, Falk is not a. He's been a good patriot. He's played. He's kicked both of the pages, but he's not. We're not talking about an all-world kicker here. With like so so yeah, from that standpoint. Um, little surprised by uh, from by Belichick, but you know Brady gets his win over Belichick. Belichick, you know, I guess I, I guess the Patriot fans get a moral victory in terms of not getting embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> you want to call? It, yeah. You want to call it that? But um, you know they are 
you know, they're in the dumps right I now. I was listening to One Patriot Radio, and they were saying it was cathartic. It was a cathartic game. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, sure. 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 That's right. If, if you, if that's how they got through their night, cool. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's where Patriot fandom is right now. They're happy with cathartic games. <laughs> Oh goodness! Oh goodness! So, Bucks go to three and one. Patriots go to one and three. The Bucks, yeah, Bucks got. Hey, enjoy that one and three record. Enjoy, yeah, yeah. It's gonna get worse, yeah. Enjoy, yeah. That's gonna look good, and that's gonna look good in about. I'm far behind the Bills. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) All right, let's go to uh, real or not. Um, The L.A. Chargers are three and one. They had a physically imposing performance yesterday uh, against the Raiders. They held the Raiders to like 213 total yards. Um, at one point, it was like under 100 yards. Like the first half, they they played a near perfect, basically a perfect first half, up 21 nothing. Things got a little interesting in the third quarter. Raiders put up, got, you know, put up a couple touchdowns. They the Chargers missed the, on the, um, you know, started doing some Charger stuff. But they were able to finish it in the fourth quarter, not giving up a no, not giving up anything. Uh, again, they the Raiders came in with historic offensive numbers from in terms of yards through the first three games of the season. They were throwing up like 471 yards a game, and you saw all these ridiculous numbers. Carr that Carr was putting up in the second half versus the first half. Um, Chargers are three and one. They've beaten Kansas City. And the Raiders back to back, well, not back to back. Well, yeah, back to back. Um, what are your thoughts on them right now? Uh, right now, as we head into a week, a week number five. Uh, the Chargers are, are they real? Are they real? The Chargers are absolutely real um, for the position they are. They need to be in. I look at them at in that Colts slot from last year. Um, they're a playoff team. Absolutely. They're a playoff team. Yeah. Herbert is only going to get back. So they, they, yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah, he is a, he's going to be a monster if, if they just, if they don't fuck it up. Um, and you got defense with a lot of talent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, finally, Joey Bosa is yep. living up to that, you know, that all pro level that we know he had. He's been injury prone. <laughs> Been inconsistent, but uh, this year he's he's played well. This year, he's played well. This year, he started to impose his will on the game more so, more times than not. Um, we know what Derwin James is when he's healthy, and that defense is a totally different defense when he's on the field. Um, yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed again. We and this is something I've been looking at, and I'm sure you've looked at as far as in terms of team. When you're looking at teams that can go far, or teams that you can want to keep your eye on, just the physicality. They were just physically handling the Raiders, like physically pushing them around. Uh, I liked how they ran the ball. Um, and I, I, I look at that in terms of what is going to, what is going to age well over the course of the season as we get, you know, when weather becomes a factor, um, when the games become, uh, you know, you start playing better teams. Um, so I, 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 I was thoroughly impressed with the Chargers. Um, did what they had to do, and again, look at stuff. You look at how teams are progressing. 
as far as the trying to get rid of a, a culture, we we kind of talked about that with the with the Browns. Um, maybe this in past years, maybe the Chargers come back. Maybe the Char the Chargers probably would lose that game when they got to twenty one fourteen. Like, as a matter of fact, we know that they would lose that game uh, when it got that close. So I, I I was even impressed with them somewhat maintaining their poise and you know getting back to the running game and making a couple making enough plays to keep the Raiders at bay. Uh, we knew we knew what the Raiders were. I mean, we knew that the, the Raiders are not a physical team and they can be manhandled by a team that has a, a certain level of physicality. Um, offense came back down to earth. And we know defensively that they like you can do whatever you want against the Raiders defense. So uh, we were a thousand percent right with the Raiders last week in terms of not being real. The Dallas Cowboys are three and one uh, atop of the NFC East division, which is not hard to be. Well, just a game ahead of Washington, but it seems further than that considering the amount you know way the teams are playing. Um, they had a you know. They uh, were able to take out Carolina um, relatively easily. Easy. I know the game got a little tight at the end, but for the most part, the Cowboys dominated that game uh, from start to finish. You get a big rush, rushing attack uh, out of Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, nice balance for the Cowboys. We know what they do. We know what they are offensively. They've been getting uh, takeaways defensively. I still don't think the defense is legit. I, I think they've just been getting a lot of takeaways. Diggs is having an all-pro year. The uh, corner is playing great. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys right now, real or not? Yeah, the Cowboys are real. A big reason why they are real is because the NFC East is just garbage. It's all right, let me rephrase the question. Are they real as a contender to come out the NFC? I mean, yeah. I, uh, that's that's the top one. That's the top one. Um, I I would say not real to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. No, right. Because okay. we know they're going to make the playoffs. Like they're going yes. like that's that's like they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win. Right, right. The reason why it's a little bit tricky is because right opponent maybe. Like Dallas will never ever beat Green Bay. They will just ne- it's never gonna <laughs> no, happen. it's not it's no. never gonna happen. And we know the Rams is a bad the Rams is a bad matchup for them. Yeah, I was gonna say Dallas against Arizona. I could I could see that. I could see that. Right. Um, Arizona be a young team. Yeah. Matchup wise, yes. they wouldn't be Tampa uh, Bay. They wouldn't be Tampa in the playoffs. That would be challenging for them. That would be challenging for them. But then Tampa versus Arizona. I think Arizona handles them pretty easily. Um, no, you're right. No, it's, this year is going to be a in, yeah. in both conferences going to be about the matchups. There's no question yeah. about it. Yeah, so, yeah, I might disagree a little bit about the AFC, but okay. Okay, I mean, the AFC is no, in particular the AFC. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to the AFC. You're, you're right about the AFC. AFC, yeah, I, I think teams are separating themselves in the AFC more so than I think. I think we kind of feel like we kind of see where the AFC is going. Um. And we'll get to we'll get to that, but the MC is you're right. The MC, you're 100 right. It is about the matchups. I I say I got Dallas is not real as far as as a contender. I still gotta see more. Um, I gotta see them finish a season. Um, I've watched Dallas. Dallas has gotten off to, to quick starts in the past. Um, Dak Prescott is so very real. 
He no Prescott is. I mean, yes, Prescott is legit. Like there's no two ways about that. That, that, that offense, no, that offense, that, that offense is legit. We know that offense is that offense is scary. Uh, can put up points against anybody. I I just I still am not like McCarthy. Still scares me. Um, Remind the audience who you're a fan of again. What happened? I said, remind the audience who you're a fan of again. You, right, on my team? I'm yeah, not talking about my team right now. I know right, we're I'm not. just saying, remind who you're a fan of. The way you talk about Dallas. Oh, now. oh, that. No, no, I have 20. I, listen, I got. I have 26 years of of like of uh, of a resume to say this. It's not. It's not a. I mean, no. I have 26 years of like of to go on here. That's that's like, that's not been like Dallas is. And Dallas hasn't gotten to a conference championship game since, since 1996. Like, 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 so yes, you gotta show me. <laughs> like, I know you. If you don't, if you haven't been to a conference championship since 1995 season. You know, you absolutely have to show me. It's been just 26, 26 years ago. We know you've seen Dallas fall apart in, in seasons and in, uh, throughout in, in the course of a season when they've had when Tony Romo's been at a, a all not an All Pro but a Pro Bowl caliber, putting up big numbers. Now offense. Everybody, yeah, come on now. We we've seen this movie before. Tony Romo is not Dak Prescott. Uh, uh, Apex Tony Romo. There we go. I, you I'm not guys, gonna, uh, see, I see. Y'all see? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, can't help it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, I read. Yes, I read. Have Dak Prescott, but I I just have to see more. I have to see more. Before I'm going to say. I don't think they're super. I don't think they can come out there. I'll say that. So we're in agreement. Okay, moving on. But depend, yeah, depending on the matchup in the playoffs, maybe they can win around. Maybe, maybe. Uh, a team that I, that I think that many people didn't know, possibly outside their own fan base, that was three and one. Then I looked up, and I was like, "Damn, they're three and one." It's just hey, Bengals. We know the quarterback is real, but what about the rest of the team? What are your thoughts? Not, on? not real. This not is, real. This is the easiest one. Not real. Not real. Yeah. The quarterback's real. The quarterback's real, though. The quarterback oh, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like we said, uh, with a couple of teams that we had not real last week, they the, the great thing about it is they are heading in the right direction. They have the most important piece yeah. um, that you have that you can have maybe in all the sports uh, in terms of the quarterback position. Cincinnati doesn't even expect to pl- make the playoffs this year. Yes, you. They should be. They should be. They should be in the playoffs. Because yeah, with yeah, they should be. It's not that many. The AFC. Yeah, they should with the extra. Yeah, with the extra. Yeah, with the extra team with the extra playoff spot, they should be in the playoffs. Um, because the the AFC East and the AFC uh, South are down. Are bad. Yeah, I was just saying that. I was gonna say that's why the Bills' record is gonna be so good this year. Oh no, y'all gonna eat? No, y'all gonna yeah, eat? Yeah, yeah, we are. Y'all gonna eat? Yeah, yeah, we are. Y'all gonna eat? Well, I mean, with, even with the loss to Kansas City this week, even with that, I it's, we're gonna be eight and two um, by Thanksgiving. Yes, we play whoever, yep. whoever you play that evening. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, Couple teams that bounced back off losses from last week. Uh, you had Kansas City and Seattle. First, we'll deal with Kansas City. 
uh, part, they take out Philadelphia at 42-30. Uh, Mahomes, five touchdown passes. Andy Reid becomes the first coach in NFL history, and this is combining the playoffs as well to have 100 wins with two different franchises. Um, his winning percentage is insane, too, with, even with both of them. It's, I think he has like a 62% winning percentage um, between both teams. His, the percentage with um, – his winning percentage with Kansas City is over well over is over seven hundred. Um, so he gets that. They get back on track. Um, you can tell there was a little something extra as the game was well in doubt <laughs> and they throw Mahomes throws a bomb off his back foot to uh Tyreek Hill who had who got back on track, had a big day. Um and you know, this is a game that, you know, like Philadelphia put up some numbers, uh put up some yards. Um, but you never got the sense that Philadelphia was going to win this game. They had opportunities, though. There were some opportunities that were there, some openings, but they're just not a good enough team to take advantage of it. Um, not a surprising uh, result by any stretch of imagination, I guess. What are your thoughts on, you know, what Andy Reid has done post-Philadelphia? Because it's already been remarkable having basically two – I can make a case two borderline two Hall of Fame careers with various franchises. Yeah, you want me to answer that question, and I'm not. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to talk about the Kansas City Buffalo Bills game. Um, no, we're, we're going to get to that later. Uh, Save that for later. We got. We got. We got. I have a whole. I have a segment for that. Save that. For okay. Later. All right. Okay. Andy Reid has got his prototype quarterback. He has the ultimate toy for his ultimate offense. Um, Kansas City could wake up in the morning in the backyard um, on cement and score 35 points. That is not a thing for them. Um, there's nothing that will ever stop that until Mahomes goes the other way. Uh, he has he has the perfect offense right now. Like I said, there's two great minds of this generation. Offensive minds of this generation, Sean Payton and Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the godfather of, of all this. He took what uh, Bill Walsh taught him and Mike Holmgren and that entire coaching staff, and he just continued to tinker. He's the mad scientist on the offensive end. Um, his offense now is just unstoppable. It really, really is. It's just unstoppable. Um, it's that defense that has to. Yeah, no, yeah, there was some, there was some, uh, that defense is, uh, definitely. But what he's done offensively from even evolution from Philadelphia to Kansas City has been remarkable. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I was thinking about the day, um, you know, a lot of times coaches, and this is why, you know, this is what kind of separates him and puts him in a a different class, um, in terms of coaches. I, I think that. You know, Belichick is Belichick, so he's on at his own tier over the past this past generation. But I, I, I think that Andy Reid has been, um, and Tomlin, you know, Tomlin's been consistent, has a Super Bowl too, so I can't dismiss him. But to me, Andy Reid has been the clear cut, absolutely second best coach of of this generation. Absolutely. Um, I was looking at the day he they have like I mean, you're talking about having 12 seasons of where his teams have won 11 or more games. Um, and, you know, we see a lot of coaches. We see this in the NBA, too. They'll have a great run with one team, 
and maybe even win a championship or maybe get to the final, something like that. But and more so in the NFL. But after that, they go to another team. It's just quite not the same. Like they'll bounce around a couple times, a couple spots, and continuously bounce around and be basically getting jobs based off their performance in their first stint, uh, successful stint at, at, with a team. So it is, you know, to see what he's doing is not it, it, again. It's rarefied air that a coach has a great run with a franchise, revitalizes a franchise. I think a lot of Philadelphia fans forget what your franchise was looking like before Andy Reid got there. And I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I was at Temple. I remember night. I remember with Ray Rose that team that that '98 Eagle team was one of the worst teams in the league. They were bad. They were a laughing stock. And he basically took he took the talent, the same talent, by the way, drafted drafted McNabb, but took basically the same players and turned that franchise around. So, um, it is not it is very rare that a coach gets to his second stint in the NFL and elevates what he did if he has a previous first successful stint. There's another guy that did that. I, I just thought names just came to my popped in my head, and that was uh, Tony Dungy what he did with the Colts. So those two are probably the only two guys I can think of who had excellent first stints with their team, with their first teams. Tampa Bay, you know, almost got to the Super Bowl and he had got to a number of playoff, had a number of playoff appearances, not almost got to the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy, but got to where a perennial playoff, uh, play, a perennial playoff team with Dungy, great defense and all in the whole nine. He goes to Indianapolis, of course, and, you know, with Peyton Manning, they win a Super Bowl and they're winning 12 games a year, uh, every year uh, when he was there. So those those two uh, are the ones that uh, that that are in, in rarefied air from that standpoint of having of elevating their record in their second stint versus the uh, first successful stint. So yeah, he you know he like you said to your point, he's a he is a mastermind at the offensive. Uh, uh, with the, with the offense and again, you know, in order when you to coach twenty three years because this is his twenty three year in the NFL, you have to evolve. Like you're just not going <laughs> to not you will not last in in any sport for that matter for the most part. But in the NFL especially, the game moves so the game changes from year to year. Every every two years, philosophies and things change in the NFL, and you have no choice but it's either you know evolve or die basically. Uh, that's what I mean. So he, he he gets that gets that hundredth win as a chief coach. Uh, we'll talk more about what the Chiefs' next opponent will be um, in terms of that that showdown on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Seattle uh, gets back on you know back on track somewhat, even their record at two and two with a 28-21 victory over San Francisco. The big news in this game, of course, is uh, Jimmy G. Surprise, surprise, uh, not able to finish a game due to a calf injury. Um, Trey Lance comes in, had a, total, had a couple touchdown passes, um, but it still was not enough as uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson did just enough to get uh, Seattle by San Francisco, even though it wasn't a it was a it was a methodical economic performance out of Wilson as he just continues to take a beating, by the way, got sacked three times. What's new with that? Um, what were your thoughts on the quarterback situation with San Francisco and uh, just 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 see it, just Wilson continuously just taking this beating that he takes week to week? 
my takeaway <laughs> is neither of these teams are playoff teams. No. The uh, West is going to come down to uh, the Rams and the Cardinals, and probably the loser of that division will be one of the wild cards, and that's it. The other two are not – they're just not playoff teams, and their flaws are too big. Uh, Jimmy G, we – the book is written on him on this. you always be injury-prone, can't count for him for a full season, so now you'll be scrambling there. Um, Seattle, offensive line issues, defensive backfield issues. Same, same old, same old. Russell Wilson put up a whole bunch of points, but um, both of these are – average teams yeah i, I really I, I really would monitor that seattle situation uh this season because I, I just think if you're russell wilson it gets to a point to where yeah you just got a big contract you're married to sierra but you're getting the shit kicked out of you week in and week out i i just feel like i just think he's gonna i think he's gonna get uh there might be another superstar quarterback outside of outside of Aaron Rodgers that will be available. I'll put it to you that way. Um, and he has a lot of pride. Like, he's not – this guy has, has been one of the most prolific winners since he got to the league. matter of fact, he um, won his 100th game in, I think, it's like 148 starts, So, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's just, you know, it's a tremendous record. He's been a winner. He's been – teams have, for the most part, made the playoffs every year. Um. So I he you know it's not so if I'm getting the shit kicked out of me on one hand and also we're not making the playoffs like nah that won't fly along with Russell Wilson yeah I'm just telling you right now so I I'm gonna be monitoring that closely over the course of the season over the course of the season how it, it goes into the uh, 2021 uh, off season biggest disappointments of the week. And there were there were a few of them, but now they're down to about three. What were your biggest disappointments before I get to mine? Oh, uh, I thought we were going to get to choose between Urban Meyer, the Saints, and John Harbaugh. I'm well, choose, going, choose. I'm yeah. going to choose Urban Meyer. Okay. Um, you know, you know, we <laughs> you know, dance at it. just ridiculous. Um, uh. Stuff for NFL coach like that shouldn't be a thing you're talking about at all. That's your head right. coach. Like, come on. Like, what? What is even? What are we even talking about? And now I was talking to my brother. He said didn't even get on the plane with his players. Um. Yeah, yeah. I. You know, it's it's either arrogance or ignorance. In might be both. The one do you want to have in your head coach? So. Could be a bigger disappointment. You can't get caught on film at a party. Dance on a girl that's not your wife. And you're the head coach of an NFL franchise. Nope, can't do it. Yeah, that is, it's a bad look. Uh, not the greatest optics. It was in. So to give, so to give, the, to give the audience some background, if they don't, if they didn't, we're not keeping up with the story. Urban Meyer, this happened at his bar, by the way. Urban Meyer was uh, caught on video dancing with a, a, a young. Well, he wasn't dancing; she was grinding on him. Uh, he was he was leaning back on the bar. She's grinding on him. It's not his wife. Um, video gets out. Of course, it doesn't take. It's 2021, so uh, anything this it did not take long for it to come out. Um, 
they obviously, you know, head coach of a football team, a professional football team, team stinks to begin with. You're you're on four, so it's like you're not you don't you're not gonna get you're not even gonna get that leeway of being three and one or four and one, four and oh. Okay. And national championship coach. Right. Yes. No the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Yes, you are a J, right. That, that, and I'm glad you bring that up because that I, I think that 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 is maybe the, the, maybe the disconnect that he's having trouble dealing with. Like, you're not at Ohio State. Anymore. You're not at Florida no more. That's over. No. And by the way, and I read some stuff today, and they you know talking about. Let me first of all, let me tell you tell you how he handled it. So, like you say, didn't didn't get on the plane with his players. He didn't even address the team, the entire team. He apologized to, like, various position groups and coaches. So the players, um, the players, don't, the players have no respect for him, zero um, respect for him. And, I, and, again, it's not a surprise whatsoever because even coming, in, coming, into, coming into this thing, no one on that team, no 26-year-old on that team gives a shit about your national championships. They don't. These are multimillionaires, and the bottom line is you haven't done anything in the, in the, in the NFL. Sure haven't. On top of it. So before at least have one win under your belt before you get caught on video, at least have, it'd be nice at least to have one win. So he handled this as poorly as you as you possibly could handle it. I We, we both know that this is not going to end well. No. Uh, this has one and done written all over it. All over it. All over it. One and done. Um, the owner, you know, they, I, I was reading some stuff that apparently is a morals clause to where they could get rid of them if they really, really wanted to for that. But they, they probably, I mean, listen, the, the, the owners don't like paying coaches just to sit on their ass. So the owner probably, you know what, the owner will wait out, the, will wait till the rest of the season. They'll be 1 16, and yeah. you know, Urban Meyer will be somewhere coaching USC or doing. Or working for Fox doing Saturday games yeah. at Fox, so that that we already know how this is going to turn out. Getting paid by Jacksonville. It's so, paid by Jacksonville. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Which is another. Which is by the way, even before he even came along, is is one of the worst run franchises. So, you know, the winner in this entire situation is Mrs. Meyer. <laughs> and you gonna get caught on videotape. On top of that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, at your own, at your own bar. Yeah, yeah. you gonna pay. You gonna pay. You just gonna pay. However it looks, you gonna pay. Ooh, oh goodness, man! It's just, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Urban, you're, you're not allowed to stay anymore, brother. You're just not, not if you're not Florida. You're not allowed to stay anymore. Just don't. Yeah, those days are over. Like it's, oh, it's just, yeah, they're long gone. Um, yeah, the stay NFL. Yeah, you have you are a professional coach. You're a professional oh, exactly. head coach. I don't even know. So I I don't know what the hopefully he survives this. Yeah, I don't. I, I just don't know what you know what was going on in his head to make him just even believe that he can that this was going to fly, and that you know again especially especially for again especially when your team is putrid. Team is like you. You literally had probably the worst team in the league, and yeah, it's, it's it's so many things. But yeah, that he is by far the biggest disappointment. Um, 
as far as the Saints goes, the Saints, I, I don't think you can lose at home to a giant team that's also terrible with a 11-point lead. Um, they were up 21-10 going to the fourth quarter. They get outscored 17 uh, nothing, uh, and they not 17, but um, what was it? 20? Yeah, it was 27-21. So they get outscored between the overtime and the uh, fourth quarter. The guy scored like 18 nothing, and lose to a giant team that just that you know basically was like, hey, thanks. You gonna give us this win? Thank you. Appreciate it. We wasn't we wasn't we wasn't planning on winning this game, but hey. Um, we'll take it. Um, Daniel Jones throws for 400 yards, which I don't know how is possible. <laughs> like I, yeah. So that's that's a horrible loss at home. Yeah, you can't you can't lose the Giants with a double digit lead at home. And John Harbaugh. Um, if anybody didn't see it, of course, Baltimore. You know, to no one's surprise, take took out Denver, that was previously unbeaten, uh, and we knew Denver wasn't real. Uh, yeah. Twenty-three-seven. That was no surprise at whatsoever. At Lamar Jackson had a big game. Uh, the Baltimore defense had a big day, which the defense is not very good, which lets you know how how bad Denver's offense is or non-existent. Because I don't even think Denver Denver's defense didn't actually didn't play that poorly. It was just their offense was just you know couldn't uh, stay on the field. Um, but that wasn't even the big part. Of, that wasn't even the main part of uh, of the story here. So the game's over. Um, by far, it's over. Um, and Baltimore has the ball. And there's this streak of 100-yard rushing, 100-yard games that they've rushed for that they were one game behind Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, the one game behind Pittsburgh was like at 41, uh, tied for the record all time for most 100-yard games by a team, uh, which, by the way, no one gives a shit about. To be honest with you, uh, like as a football fan, I like I and I love numbers in general as a sports fan, and I used to collect cars and look at stats. But I don't. No one cares about how many how many consecutive games a team has had 100 yards, 100 yards rushing. No one. Foot, to be honest with you, for people, no one cares about football records. Okay, no one knows how many yards Emmitt Smith ran for. Outside, probably Emmitt Smith fans and maybe maybe Dallas. Even I would, I would even challenge Dallas Cowboy fans to probably to know that number. Those numbers just don't stand out. Uh, NFL numbers don't stand out like certain sports numbers. Like the really the only numbers that people get are romanticized about uh, are are baseball. To be honest with you, when you talk about seven fifteen, uh, you know sixty home runs. We at one point when you know back when Babe Ruth had the record. But uh, for the most part, uh, when it comes to football, no one cares about these numbers, okay, uh, outside unless you're a player, but in terms of fans and what have you. So the idea that John Harbaugh would run risks injury to his quarterback to get a record that, again, no one cares about is – I just – I completely – I just didn't understand it. I, I heard what he said after the game uh, it, saying that it means a lot. And he, of course, Big Fangio who used to be with Baltimore was incensed by this, um, and you know Harbaugh basically blew him off, saying, you know, I'm not really worried about their concerns. Our concerns are not their concerns, and, and so have you. So you know, you got that little tip with those with those coaches. But the big thing is the fact that Harbaugh actually defended the decision, um, saying that hey, it meant you know we got the we didn't expect to get the ball back. 
we got the ball. When, when we got the ball back, there was no question in my mind that we were going to try to get it. Um, and this means a lot to the players. This means a lot to the franchise. And I'm like, John, what, like, why? Like, what, what are we talking about here? You're a franchise that has won a Super Bowl. You're a franchise that has consistently been in the playoffs. Why? And and on top of it, again, you're running your you, you are running a play. Uh, instead of taking a knee and being in V formation, you run your quarterback. Like, and by the way, later on in the press conference, he was talking about you know somebody asked him about the hits that Lamar Jackson was taking. And he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna send those to the league." Well, John, you could have avoided one hit that he took that you could have avoided if you would have just taken a knee. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I kind of liked it. <laughs> you like running a play with your star quarterback with uh, getting a meaningless, a meaningless record? Yeah, yeah, I do. Why? Just Patty. It is petty. <laughs> it is <it's> super petty. <laughs> that 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 is super petty. That's super uber petty. Because I mean, because really, what 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 Sap is talking about here? So you're playing you're playing a, a guy who used to be on your your staff, your coaching staff. One, and the second part is you tie your division rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So though that was the motivation. I, I, I would want to say that probably tying the Pittsburgh Steelers is probably more the motivation for it than than uh, sticking it to your ex-assistant uh, coach. But it was. It, it absolutely was petty. I, I, I don't disagree you. It was super petty. I tried my fault. Underrated performance of the week. Um, again, this was a game that not a lot of people talked about considering the score and considering, you know, it wasn't a, a, a primetime matchup, wasn't a matchup that people uh, were looking forward to um, when the when the schedule came out or when leading up to this uh, week. But I, I, I just can't be – I couldn't be more impressed with the Cleveland Browns in this – with them taking out Minnesota 14-7. to Not so much that they beat Minnesota. I expected that. But you go on the road, you hold a Minnesota offense to seven points, a Minnesota offense that came in averaging close to 30 points a game. We don't like Minnesota, but we know that they can put up some numbers, um, especially at home. Uh, just a dominant defensive performance. And what I look for in teams that I feel like that can contend for a Super Bowl is how many how many ways can you win a football game? And we know what Cleveland can do offensively with the weapons they have, but they showed us that they could also win it with some dominant defense. What were your thoughts on on, on this performance? Yeah, I agree. Um, Cleveland's scary. They're just flat out scary. They're just they're scary. They're scary. They're good everywhere. They have talent. Um, you talk about that offense, it's defense. They have the defense that travels, rushing with four. They have the offense that travels. They can turn to Two fantastic backs. Cleveland's ridiculous. And, you know, they, you know, we talk about teams who have a lot of talent, sometimes get cute with the play calling. And it's like, why why are you doing this when you have a great offensive line and two top running backs? They don't mess around. 
they're going to punch you in the mouth. They're going to run the football, and they're going to dare you to stop it. Like they, they, they don't, they don't fuck around when it comes to in terms of just the physicality. They are trying to maul you physically, and that's what you have to like about the Cleveland Browns. They're not, again, they don't get caught up in trying to put up thirty or forty points. They don't get caught up in this fancy, you know, throw the ball all over the place. No, they're gonna run. They, they're going to, they're going to run the football. So um, they're going to be a problem throughout the course of the season. Uh, that division is shaping up, you know, minus Pittsburgh, the division is shaping up to be a fun division to watch with uh, with Baltimore, Cleveland, and 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 a up and coming Cincinnati team. So, uh, but Cleveland's clearly to me the class of that division. Like, they, they are. That guy's going to say clearly the best. They're, they're the class. They they are the class of that division. Without it's not even with the debate. Uh, who's the class of that division? And certainly, been, they've been the most impressive team, um, most impressive team in that division up until this point. Question for you: Now, just, you just got one before we get to your team. Who is the best team in the league right now? I thought you were going to force me to say my team, and I'm not forcing you to say anything. I'm not forcing you to say. You know how you know how I feel about stuff like that. I'm, right. I'm, I wouldn't. I know. I wouldn't even jinx myself in saying that. Um. Arizona Cardinals. You want to talk about a team that terrifies me? That team terrifies me. Um, the the one thing that you need to know is that um, coming coming into that game, I don't know what it we'll was. talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Coming into that game, um, Kyler Murray was completing passes at an eighty percent clip. Yes. Yep. And this is an offense that is not dink and dunk at all. No. Like at all at all, and he's completed eighty percent of those passes. Deadly, just absolutely deadly. And then you got on the other side of the ball, you got a complete animal in Jones, and then you just got JJ Watt just kind of chilling in the middle. Oh, just that, just talent everywhere. That team, um, they did a, they did a, um, uh, a promo at the very beginning. Um, that showed the slide of um, the Rams had beat them eight consecutive times, right. held them like 11 points. The Rams have scored 28-plus points in, in those games. I mean, just complete domination the other way. The Rams at home, and they go in there and just have them dominated by the first half. Oh, that's how you prove you're the best in the league, and they definitely did that. Um, I I would have no debates uh, with that. No problem with that. I, I think your team is right there. I think certainly physically, the Browns can you know can uh, are 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 you know are up there as well. Um, but no, I have no problem with that. Uh, Arizona has played played extremely well this season. Uh, we know what the quarterback is. We know how much talent they have. We talk about Mike Williams as your number three receiver, um, with Hopkins and AJ Green. Like, there's a uh, you know a litany uh, of talent on that team. They've done a very good job at, at drafting in the last couple of years and picking and picking getting the right free agents uh, in the last couple of years. And you know to get JJ Watt, you pick up AJ Green. You you know a few years back, a few years ago, you get Chandler Jones. So um, yeah, no, that, that, that team is going to be a major factor, uh, moving forward. Um, 
we know they're gonna have a big season. Again, it depends on what the matchup will be in the playoffs, but we know that they're gonna have a, a, a that they're gonna be anywhere from a uh, a thirteen to you know thirteen to fourteen win you know type season without uh, without question. Oh well, that leads us into you know who won the week. Um, I had the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Um, you yeah you gave your synopsis on what they did to the Rams. Yeah. Um, and listen, the Rams coming off a game where come off an emotional game against Tampa Bay. Um, but some of the stuff that we were talking about with the Rams kind of flared up in that game. Uh in particular with Stafford. So they he throws an interception trying to go down the field, uh, which kind of, you know, which kind of sets off Arizona's run in that particular game. Then he had another one that was actually called back uh, that was picked off. So we you talked about that in particular, about this love affair that McVay has with Stafford going deep and how that, will bite them in the ass in big spots, especially against yeah. quality opponents. And it, it showed his face against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it sure did. You named it. And, again, even though that game was more about the Cardinals imposing their will on the Rams and physically doing what they wanted to to the Rams, um, they're, you know, the Rams – I'll say this: the Rams' defense is not as good as it was last year. They are not; they are not down. Uh, now, still, you know, we know it's still a, a, a top-tier defense because last year they were just off the charts great, being number one in basically almost every category. But they, you can move the ball on, the, on this Ram defense. You can move yeah. the ball on them um, without question. So it's, it's not as imposing as it was last year, which makes you know, again, the importance of, you know, Stafford that much more because, yeah, you can take a small step back defensively um, and still survive. Like, they could, they could still they, – it's still a championship caliber defense. Make no mistake about it. But um, you are hoping, if you're McVay, that Stafford, you know, makes up for that – for the defense not being quite the level that it was last year. Um. And again, that remains to be seen. But I, we certainly we saw some of the things that you were talking about yesterday, not yesterday, but last week, in regards to just, you know, being, you know, uh, just being obsessed with this going down the field, um, because you have because you have a quarterback that you you know trust to go down the field, and we know Stafford has a big arm; he can go down the field, but he also he also is prone to making you know. Choices that he made uh, yesterday, that he made on Sunday. So it's going to be a very interesting line to walk uh, with that. With, with how it's going to be interesting to see how McVeigh navigates that. Um, and they were able to run the ball, so it's not like you know, not like they ran the ball for like thirty yards. You know, the running back had a good, had a the Ram running back had a pretty good game. Um, so it's not like you don't have options <laughs> to, to do other things other than try to go, you know, you know, down the field 50 yards, uh, on, on so many, on, on multiple, on so many occasions. But, uh, 
the big story of that game is is the Arizona Cardinals, and we we said it last week that they were for real, and they just submitted that t- times ten with that performance uh, lat that performance on on Sunday on the road. Week five, there's really well, there's another there's another matchup that's going to be intriguing as well because you have you have the, the Chargers and Browns play that that would be a fun matchup to watch. But the one matchup, there's really only one matchup uh, that will that has Super Bowl type implications, it, it, you know, AFC Championship preview type implications and mental psychological type implications in terms of you know if you if you're the Chiefs, if you're the Bills, this is the team. This is the monster that you have to go through to get where you want to be. This is the measures. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on a Tuesday of this uh, of this rematch? So this will be the this will be the third time you've played them in basically yeah. a year and a half yeah. or a year and some change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, even, not even a year and a change. Basically, a count a year because you yeah. played them last yeah. October. Yeah. January. No. Every- Everything you said is so accurate. This is this is what all this has been building for. And so um, to start off, uh, I could not be more happy with a team than I am with my team right now because they are the number one defense in the NFL. And that's what I needed to see in order to have any belief that we could beat this team because last year they walked through us like we weren't there in both games and they did it both ways. One completely dominated us up front on both sides, running the football. And then the next one completely dominated us with Patrick Mahomes' greatness and um, Travis Kelsey's greatness. Um, You have to present the Chiefs with a defense that's going to make them feel like they've been hit. We saw it in the Super Bowl. That was a little bit over-exaggerated with the offensive line, um, offensive lineman being injured, but that is the blueprint. You got to harass Patrick Mahomes. You got to harass him while not compromising your pass coverage. If you can do that, you can contain that offense. You can contain that offense just long enough. The difference here, the big difference being that the Chiefs are the number 31 defense right now in the NFL. And so that means that your offense, if you have a good quarterback, will be capable of putting up good numbers while your defense can limit them a couple possessions, especially if you can continuously run the ball against them. It will keep them at a place where they are beatable. And that's what I need to see from my team this week. Even if they go down to the Chiefs, which is highly probable, if I see the improvement in the defensive side of the ball in terms of making them uncomfortable, both physically and mentally, but especially physically, then I will know we will actually have a chance. If I do not see that, no matter what the outcome, I will tell you the Bills are playing around and do not have a chance to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. We got to do what Arizona did. If you want to be the new one on top, you got to punch the bully in the mouth. And the Chiefs are the bully at their home. No excuses. You win this game. Yeah, this this uh, I'm really looking forward to this this game. Um, and by the way, Sunday, Sunday night, night, Sunday night, this, this is it. They've had a they, Sunday night. The on, Sunday night is on the roll right now because they're going to have a string. They've had a string of, of very good games. Yep. Um, and I, I expect I don't expect anything less out out of this game, which 
what to me what what part of the game plan is more important to you what you do what you do against them defensively or offensively which which one which approach are you going to be zeroed in on i two things one is and i think they both complement each other and that's why i'm saying this is what this moment is being built to um the first game the bills played against pittsburgh it was obvious that it was going to be a defensive battle and yet what the Bills continue to do was pass, pass, pass. What does that do? That gets you quick three and outs, and then your defense is right back on the field, and the other team is allowed to roll back in there. We had a big, huge special teams mistake, but that's a whole different thing. Um, fast forward uh, to these past few weeks, um, even in times where uh, it would be easier to pass um, because of the score, the Bills continue to run. They are building a defensive team that can be physical, but also an offense that can support that defense by keeping them off the field. Both key things you have to have if you're going to challenge the Chiefs. And so they constructed, they reconstructed their offense from last year, bringing in somebody like Emmanuel Sanders in to um, to be a little bit more of a physical blocker as well. Um, I was going to say. Anyways, um, and so in doing all of those different things, um, transforming themselves into a more physical team, a couple of players came back from uh, uh, off the COVID list or didn't want to play because of, of COVID last year, um, draft well, um, and then McDermott just really, really buttoning down, honestly, and I think focusing on coaching and focusing on the characteristics that a lot of defenses are playing these days. Um, has really, really built something that could potentially be really special. Um, but it means nothing if the Chiefs drop 42 on you. It means absolutely nothing. So that's why this game is so important. And so you ask me which side is the defensive side. This team yeah. has been built this year to support the defense. He's coaching to support the defense for a moment like this. On Sunday night, the Chiefs have to be held under 30. Have to. Yeah, I, I, so, yeah, we're, we're in complete agreement from that standpoint of you don't want this game to get in the 30s. No. You don't, no. Want, you don't want this game to get in the 30s. You want a 28-24, that type of, yeah, you want this in the mid the mid-20s at worst. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because and I think ideally you want anywhere from thirty-five to forty, the forty rush, the forty carries for your for your running game. Yep. Rush forty-one times against Houston, I believe that sound that sounded like a recipe for success. Yes, and it was. I think it was over forty against um, Miami too. I think yep. it was close, yep. close, close to forty. Yep. So outside of the week one, they have committed to running the football. Yeah. They sure have. So I, I think that yeah, and, and yeah, we we know what the approach is in terms of the right approach to beat the Chiefs. Um, as far as running the football and and what have you, uh, the Chiefs can score so fast that sometimes they can even negate that. Yep. But you want to you want to take possessions away from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you want you want to minimize many times the main the times. To the times that he he and that offense has have the have the ball, um, and we talked about this last week. Defensively, I would look to take out 
Tyreek Hill. I cannot. Tyreek Hill can't have ten catches for 150 yards. Sure can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, he can't. I cannot allow him to get off. I can't. He could just wreck a game. Because if he has that, he probably has two or three touchdowns. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just think, and I, you know, it's kind of like a little bit when like all points are not equal. Like when when John when Giannis has a dunk or Steph Curry has a three, it's just a different level of impact on a game that that when those particular plays has. When he catches a long pass, it just uh, it, it electrifies them. It, like I, I even live with Kelsey getting nine for a hundred. I can live with uh, ten for one hundred and twenty. I can live with that. But Tyreek Hill is just not, no. They they're a different team, different offense. When he is is going up and down the field, so I gotta I'll be I'll be really paying attention to how they uh, defend him. Uh, or their approach to defending him. I just if you like, let Tyreek Hill go off. That means you have to dedicate safeties back there. You have to dedicate safeties back there. That leaves the field open for um, Kelsey. You have your linebackers start cheating back. Um, that leaves the running game open, and now you have all three levels weak. That's why Tyreek Hill cannot get off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's your perfect analogy with Curry. Curry stresses the defense. Yes. Yes. His gravity makes lanes easy for cutters or easier for his big men. Yep. Because yep. the defense gravitates out towards him. When Clay's out there, it's ridiculous, but that's that's another podcast. Yeah. Um, so it, it'll be a fascinating matchup. Um Again, these are the two. This is, you know, these. This is the class of the AFC. Uh, uh, you got your. Again, I, I love it from a standpoint. I, I just love a team that's on the rise, challenging the incumbent. You know, that's been the yeah, the bullies. Right? The bullies. They are the bullies. They are the bullies. They're the bullies. And at the top of the hill. Your team is trying the to AFC. Do. They're absolutely at the top of the hill. Yeah. Your team is trying to get to where they're at, so uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. Um, you've seen it again. You've seen them. You've seen them enough enough over the last year or so to where you should have a good feel of them. Oh yeah, you know, of what they of what they're going to do, what they're trying yeah. to do. So I again, again, we talked about the coaching at the top of the podcast. You know, the the heat will be on McDermott and then those and those coordinators. Who are probably you know preparing as we speak uh, with that offense and, and, and uh, we're trying to trying to go against that offense because uh, it seems like that that offense is ready to you know they're ready to get back into what they their mode what they have been um, once they started cleaning up the turnovers um, and they go, they're going to run the ball like they're going to and they they're going like they're going to try to they're going to run the, they're going to dare you. If you can, you you if you dare them to run the ball, they will run the ball, and you learned that last year uh, when they came when, when they played. So they they will run the ball if they if you, if you put you know if you drop those uh, safeties back and drop those linebackers back, uh, they have no problem with 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 Zillaire and 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 and, and Damian Williams uh, running the ball down your throat. So. Um, yeah. 
looking forward to it. Um, again, I'll say the same thing I said a couple weeks back, but not a couple weeks last week in regards to when we were talking about the Ram Tampa Bay game. It's it's a bigger matchup for the Bills than it is the oh, Chiefs. Absolutely. absolutely, no two ways about it. It's a bigger matchup than the, for oh, the, the Bills. Without question. So Chiefs have nothing to prove no. against this. Nothing. <laughs> no. The biggest thing is they'll be sad that they lost at home. That's it. Yes. Yeah, they'll be annoyed by that if they yeah, if it, <laughs> no, they have nothing to prove against us. We have right. everything to prove against them. And you, you know, you know, again, this is big from i mean on so many levels. Uh, like you're talking about a psychological point. You this is the, the bully team has beaten you the last couple times, so that has to be in your head. And also, you know, not to not to really start looking at you know, with home field advantage. Um, oh, absolutely. You, this is game four. It's like a college. It's game yeah. four. Yep. Unfortunately, that is game four. I'm game five. Um, and, yeah, it's unfortunate that it's such a big game right now, but it is. It is. No, if you this win this game. absolutely determine home field advantage. Right, well, without question, you win this game, you go to four and one. They fall yep. to three and two. They fall to two and three. And, in essence, you have a three-game lead over yep. them. Yep. So that's how big this game is. It's nope, like, nope. It's huge. It's huge at every level for the Bills. And that's why, like, this was last season, I'd be all nervous and, like, they never been in this position. Nope. This is a proven – you this, you prove it in this game. You yes. prove it. You yep. have the team to do it. This is the um, time where all eyes on you. That's what you ultimately want to get to. Yep. Um, going into enemy territory and pulling out a victory against a team that is highly competitive, but also well within your range to beat. They're not a juggernaut over there. Um, no, this is there are no excuses. I, as a fan, say you you want me to get to talk to you or talk about you as a Super Bowl contender. You want those words to come out my mouth. You have to win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Then I feel great about going to bat for the Bills every week. Yep. But you got to win this game. I got to see it. Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, again, everything is set up for you to to win this game. From a, like, got to. Obviously, obviously, you're playing. You're playing if, well right if now. If you if you're going to try to get to the heights, if you talk about Super Bowl, then you got to win this game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everything's listen. Everything's lined up for them to win this game, despite the fact that it's in Kansas City, because they. They're not what they were at the at the top of their games right now. You're catching them right. I think catch. I I I think if you're gonna catch Kansas City, you can. The best. This is the best time to catch them as early. Um, because I expect them to improve as the season goes along. So I think you're catching them at the at the right time. Uh, where they're still vulnerable, somewhat vulnerable, still in that, you know, still in that mode where they're trying to figure some stuff out defensively. Um. So this is this is a perfect time. This is this is I mean this is the opportunity is right there in front of you. What are you going to do with it? And that's what it comes down to. You got the quarterback. You got your defense in line. You are doing the, you you're, you're uh, running the football. You got you got your you got your playoff warts last last year. So it's not a lack of experience. You were in the conference championship. So yep. everything's everything's is right there. It's absolutely it's absolutely right there. You're you're healthy. You don't, have any, you don't have any major injuries uh, of note. So, you know, you're either going to get it done or not. It's just that simple. Oh, yeah. 
Um, did you see the uh, Many Sense of Newark by any chance? No. You did? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. My HBO Max, which the app I absolutely hate. I absolutely hate it. Um, it's always being weird. Right. And ask me for my password when I don't remember it. Oh, so, my God. Jeez. Yeah, I wanted to. I definitely wanted to talk to you about uh, about it. So we'll that we'll say that for another another podcast. Yeah. Um, well, that's going to wrap it up for a week four in the NFL. We're certainly looking forward to a week five. Um, again, you had the the, the Bills Chiefs matchup will headline. The Bills. Go Bills, go Bills! If you're a Bills fan, which we I have one on the line right now, we'll headline this the week. But again, another great matchup to watch is certainly the the Chargers Browns matchup. That will be a fun matchup on two teams that I don't think the Bills or the Chiefs really want to see any either one of those two teams in the playoffs early in terms of, in terms of the Browns or Chargers. Uh, those are two scary teams that could beat anybody. Um, in the league, they, like Chargers and Browns could literally beat anybody in the league on a given day and they're on their best day. So that will be a fun matchup to watch, just as a from a just physicality uh, standpoint. Um, so you know, you'll, you'll keep your eyes on that one. Um, my team two and two, but you know we're not going anywhere. So it's I'm just happy to be five hundred. Uh, <laughs> I'll just. Take- Ow. I'll just take 500 for now and be happy for another week. Uh, it's uh, hard to live that life. It's no, very no difficult. It's not. It's not a. It's not a charmed life. It's not the life you want. Uh, being happy oh, for 500. Not. Yeah. Not. It's not. It's not. How do you watch football on Sunday? <laughs> oh, luckily there are 31 other teams. Yeah. <laughs> the focus is hard. Oh, yeah, I like this consistent winning thing. I can, I can get used to this. I could. Oh, I'm new money. I'm new money. You got a hey, listen, no. listen, listen, losing, losing. Am I shiny new car? Yeah, yeah, it is. No, it is. No. It is. It's definitely a shiny new car. It never is. It's great to have a to have a franchise quarterback, and you no. know, is that 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 is some that's great. That is a uh, good place to be in. It's a good place to be in. Uh, before I let you go, did you expect anything less out of the Green Bay Pittsburgh game, or that was basically what you expected? No, that's, that's, that's exactly what I expected. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh, Aaron Rodgers is too smart for that defense. Yeah, just, just is, and Roethlisberger's got nothing. Nothing. No. No. That. Yeah. It's. Um, yeah, you know what's fascinating about that matchup? Uh, that the game wasn't because the game it was it was a whole home game. You never thought that Green Bay that Pittsburgh was going to win. Um, but the idea that it was again the first time that those two teams had met since the Super Bowl uh, ten years ago or eleven seasons ago now, and how much in that same in that time span. That those two teams, those two franchises, have underachieved. Yeah, like um, Green Bay hasn't been back to neither one has been back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, despite the fact of having you know 
Hall of Fame franchise quarterbacks, despite the fact that they've had, uh, both of them have had a litany of talent uh, at various times, especially Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, to me, is even worse. Because, I mean, they at one time had Antonio Brown. They had at one time had the best receiver and the best running back in the sport on their, on their team. Sure did. Uh, and did nothing and couldn't even get to a Super Bowl sure uh, with that. So it, it, I, I just found that it was it was a uh, it was you know I, that was the most fascinating thing that I found about that particular matchup. Uh, not the game, but how much these two teams have underachieved uh, over the course of the last decade. Yeah, but the game was, you know, the game what it was what it was. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, edition of the Real Deal Podcast. As always, like to thank one Robert Sapp uh, for joining the program. We'll see how his bills, you know, turn up. See how that right. bills game comes out. I'm sure he will be anxious to uh, this time next week to, uh, you know, give his two cent on that game and of course some of the prominent others in the uh, National Football League. Thank you, Mr. Sat. All right. Thank you very much. Go Bills. All right. That's going to wrap it up this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. As always, thanks for joining me. Uh, this podcast, I'll put the, this podcast will be up probably later on this evening, if not early this morning, tomorrow morning. Um, I will do Probably another podcast later on in the week. Stay tuned for that. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Enjoy the baseball game that's taking place uh, tonight, as well as the baseball playoffs are going to kick off, are going to start, are starting this week.